Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. And happy Monday, May 15, 2023. Welcome to Elijah Streams. I'm your host, Steve Schultz. Uh, we found, I'm founder, along with my wife, of both the Elijah List right here and Elijah Streams, which is the video portion of what you're watching. And we have just entered last month into year 26 of bringing you the voice of the prophets and loving every minute of it. And uh, welcome back to the broadcast today. And my voice is a little bit low and I got a whole hour and a half sleep last night. So <laughs> I think I'm with it, but maybe just barely. But anyway, we're going to bring Roger Stone on here in a few minutes and have a good time. Uh, uh, getting up to speed with what's going on in his life. He's going to be talk talking, uh, among other things, about Tucker Carlson and, and what all has happened to him and why it's happened to him. So uh, anyway, before we do that, let's go ahead and run a quick spot. Remind uh, you and our other viewers of how you're supporting the water wells projects in various African countries. So here we go with that. We are so grateful for your help uh, in, in bringing clean, fresh water to the people of Uganda. We do, we've do we done more in Uganda. Every three days in Uganda, we, do, we drill a new fresh water well. And uh, several thousand have now come to the Lord just because of the water. When we first went uh, in to do water wells, I just wanted to do the right thing and, and bring fresh, clean water in the name of the Lord. Uh, to the people of Uganda. I didn't set out to become an evangelistic uh, organization by doing that, but it turned out to be that's exactly what we did. Uh, and it's like there's more people coming to the Lord as if we went out and planted brand new churches. And and br brand new churches are being planted. I think the last I heard was something like eight churches had been planted as a result of these water wells. So uh, without intending to do that, we're doing that. So God's that's why God is completely uh, blessing this ministry. And we thank you so much for your help because you share in the same rewards. Quick announcements about upcoming programs. Kim Robinson will be with us tomorrow, always talking about heaven and encounter. She goes on these camping trips. And when she comes to, back for the camping trip, she'll talk about being caught up to heaven. So don't miss that tomorrow. Uh, on Thursday, Robin Bullock will be with us and he'll be talking about Israel and he's going to be talking about uh, two kings, also known as two presidents. Uh, he taught on this in Israel, believe it or not, in Jerusalem. And he's going to, he mentioned that he was going to do that again when he comes on. So that's going to be very exciting. A quick note that only within the hour, I got a text from Kat, first just a text. And she says, I'm going to be talking to you soon. And I said, and I texted back and said, great, bring, you know, tell me more. And then she says, I'll talk to you later. I'm, I'm at the salon getting repinked, repinked, if that's a word. So that's a really good sign because that means cats uh, getting into staying in her routine. I don't know that much about um, the sabbatical, what all she's doing or not doing. Um, we've kind of let her rest. She needed some downtime and we were happy uh, to give that to her. But it sounds very positive. Um, that she, after being repinked, she wants to uh, get in touch with me and kind of bring me up to date. So anything that I can learn that's just, you know, helpful, I'll be sure and pass it along. So, all right, I think that's it. It's time to bring in Roger Stone. So here we go with another episode of Prophets and Patriots. Boy, Roger, you know, this that Prophets and Patriots has really come along. It's really been been a popular feature and um, not the least of which is you're uh, showing up on this show from time to time. It's welcome. Well, Steve, I'm, I want to thank you for having me yet again. I think it's really, really important and valuable to help people take recent political and news developments, and but see them from a spiritual perspective. Uh, and that's really what I try to do whenever I join you. By the way, my father was a well driller. That's what he did for a living. Oh, really? Never graduated from high school. Very hardworking Christian man. Uh, and uh, of course, I missed my mother tremendously. She passed at 91 and we celebrated her life yesterday on Mother's Day. Uh, but I understand the importance of fresh water uh, and the importance of your ministry in that area. Uh, I'm really, really glad 
to see you doing that. Well, thank you. I appreciate that so much. Um, you know, we started with Uganda and now we're in Ethiopia. See if I can remember Ethiopia. We're, we're exploring Kenya. Uh, there's another one or two that that uh, that we've already agreed to to dig wells. We've also done some in Nepal, so it's uh, we're starting to you know on the, the the earth is people don't realize this, but there are more people without clean drinking water than there are with clean drinking water. It's such a massive need, and so it turns out to be a foot in the door to lead people to the Lord. Who knew, right? Uh, but they're ripe for the gospel when when they when they get that fresh water. It's so wonderful. So, well, listen. Let's talk about. I want to. I know we're going to talk about Tucker Carlson to begin with. Uh, I, I mentioned to you that I have a clip we're going to play a little over two and a half minutes of Tucker Carlson where he mentions uh, prayer. And I want people to see this. It's at a thing. I think it's called Heritage uh, Organization that he's part of or something. So. Uh, my, my producers pulled this together. So let's play that right now. Here we go. If you want to know what's evil and what's good, what are the characteristics of those? And by the way, you know, I, I think the Athenians would have agreed with this. This is not necessarily just a Christian notion. This is kind of a, I would say, widely agreed upon understanding of good and evil. What are its products? What do these two conditions produce? Well, I mean, good is characterized by order, calmness, tranquility, peace, whatever you want to call it, lack of conflict, cleanliness. Cleanliness is next to godliness. It's true. It is. And evil is characterized by their opposites. Violence, hate, disorder, division, disorganization, and filth. So if you are all in on the things that produce the latter basket of outcomes, what you're really advocating for is evil. That's just true. I'm not calling for religious war, far from it. I'm merely calling for an acknowledgement of what we're watching, which is not one, and I'm not, certainly not backing the Republican Party. I mean, ugh. I'm not making a partisan point at all. I'm, I'm just noting what's super obvious. Like those of us who are in our mid fifties are caught in the past in the way that we think about this. One side's like, no, no, you know, I've got this idea and we've got this idea and let's have a debate about our ideas. They don't want a debate. Those ideas won't produce outcomes that any rational person would want under any circumstances. Those are manifestations of some larger force acting upon us. It's just so obvious. It's completely obvious. And I think two things. One, we should say that and stop engaging in these totally fraudulent debates where we are using the terms that we used in 1991 when I started at Heritage as if maybe, you know, I could just win the debate if I marshaled more facts. I've tried that, doesn't work. And two, maybe we should all take just like 10 minutes a day to say a prayer about it. I'm serious, like why not? And I'm saying that to you, not as some kind of evangelist, I'm literally saying that to you as an Episcopalian, the Samaritans of our time. I'm coming to you from the most humble and lowly theological position you can. I'm literally an Episcopalian, okay? And even I have concluded it might be worth taking just 10 minutes out of your busy schedule to say a prayer for the future. And I hope you will. Wow. Roger, jump in there. What, what do you think? Well, I mean, Tucker Carlson and I have been friends for well over 30 years. Wow. We're friends back to his days at the Weekly Standard, uh, long before he became the single most influential a TV talk show uh, host uh, in the country. Uh, he is uh, uh, a man of enormous courage, uh, but today he is uh, a man of enormous faith. Uh, and that is quite candidly, I think, a change. I think it is an evolution. Uh, obviously, I'm not going to divulge the content of our private and personal conversations or our texts other than to say, I think there's very sufficient evidence uh, that Tucker has also, as I did, uh, 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 
you know, uh, uh, experienced a redemption yeah. in the blood of the cross. And I think what you just saw was kind of the last straw for Fox television. Uh, there are reports, which I have confirmed uh, through Tucker and some of his uh, producers, uh, that several months ago he had a dinner uh, with uh, his boss, Rupert Murdoch of the News Corporation, who owns Fox News, who owns the Wall Street Journal, who owns uh, the New York Post. Uh, and uh, it, re it became very clear uh, when Tucker engaged in a conversation regard of, regarding his faith and the fact that uh, the future of the country, indeed, the future of Western civilization uh, and the world lies in the hands of the Lord, uh, a view interesting enough that Murdoch's then fiance agreed with. She is, by the way, no longer his fiance. Uh, it became, oh, wow. he was told by uh, some uh, executives at Fox that Rupert isn't comfortable with all of this God talk. So uh, I, there's no question that, that, his, uh, that his exclamation of faith is a major factor uh, in his termination. Now, I'm not saying that it is the only factor. Mm. Uh, I think that his his habit for truth-telling, whether it is uh, the truth about what transpired on January 6th uh, or the truth about Big Pharma uh, and uh, questioning the safety and effectiveness uh, of uh, certain vaccinations, uh, or whether it is giving a, a platform to Robert Kennedy Jr., so that the people themselves can decide about his views, uh, both in terms of geopolitics uh, and in terms of uh, health freedom. Uh, his questioning of the wiseness uh, of the Ukraine war, I think these were all cumulative. Uh, and uh, clearly Fox is not about making money. Uh, less, why else would you terminate your number one uh, breadwinner, your number one moneymaker uh, in prime time. Uh, because uh, his audiences were so massive, that allows Fox News to charge substantially more money sure. for advertising during his programming. It's clear to me that the folks at Fox no longer care about money. Uh, and I frankly see the, the censorship uh, of uh, Alex Jones, the censorship of Robert Kennedy, uh, the censorship of Tucker Carlson, uh, the censorship uh, of, of General Flynn, the censorship of myself. To this day, uh, Steve, I'm still banned for life on Facebook, really? banned for life on Instagram, uh, banned for life on TikTok, not that I particularly care about that, uh, banned for life on YouTube. Uh, I am, uh, thanks to Elon Musk, for whatever reason, I've been restored uh, to Twitter for which I am grateful. Uh, I'd like to see more people follow Elijah Streams on Twitter. Uh, and of course, uh, I'm, uh, I'm at Truth Social, uh, thanks to the fact that it is an uncensored platform. But yeah. overall, what you see is a, is a war of censorship. Um, it's very interesting. I saw this conversation uh, between uh, a commentator for BBC uh, interviewing Elon Musk, I guess, on a BBC program. Uh, and it was interesting in that the guy from BBC challenged Musk about the rise of hate speech on Twitter. But then when pressed to point to any specific hate speech, he couldn't do so. Well, sadly, I can tell you where you'll find hate speech on Twitter. Uh, go to the response any given Sunday morning when I have made a habit of putting up some piece of scripture that I find particularly important or inspiring to me, which I usually post just before I go out the door to uh, Coral Ridge Presbyterian Church, uh, the great church where I have uh, joined, which was uh, founded by Dr. D. James Kennedy, uh, that was dedicated by Reverend Billy Graham. This, this is an oasis of sanity uh, in an ocean of insanity uh, in one of the bluest parts of the country. But I can't even begin to tell you how heartening it is to go to a house of worship where you are actually welcomed. Wow. Where people tell you by the scores, I followed what they did to you 
uh, and your wife and your family, uh, and we have been praying for you. Uh, I mean, scores of people uh, who want to who want to touch me, who want to pray with me, who told me that they have prayed for my family or that they have supported us financially in our struggle. Uh, it, it it just you leave there feeling buoyed. You, you leave yeah. there feeling inspired and supported. Uh, it's uh, we have a very very dynamic pastor, Pastor Rob Pacienza, who is uh, like me. Uh, was uh, was baptized as a Catholic, uh, but has uh, come to this church uh, and is a great, great, great apostle for the Lord. So it is, uh, you know, the, the role of faith in the termination of Tucker Carlson is an absolute factor. His crime was calling for prayer. And doing that, as he pointed out jocularly, but I think in a serious note, as an Episcopalian. Yeah, yeah, that was an interesting comment about the Episcopalian. I, mean, I guess I didn't, I didn't have his particular viewpoint of Episcopalians, but I guess he considers that somehow the low man. It's interesting. It was funny, but I want to talk about for, uh, Tucker Carlson. And you mentioned January six a few minutes ago. Tucker Carlson was heroic to to such a degree when he. I don't know why they gave him the the tapes or the recordings that other people didn't, but it worked anyway. And he then was able to expose, especially the the young man with the horns, the Viking sort of outfit. And he he showed it over and over and over where he's walking through the Capitol and the police are walking with, sometimes they're opening doors for him. And and that was, I mean, didn't that didn't they let that guy out of prison as a result of that? I, I believe they did. Tucker Carlson is, a, is an individual of enormous courage. Yeah. Uh, and look, as I said uh, Saturday, the Reawaken America tour was here uh, in the Miami area at Trump National Doral. was uh, an incredible event. I mean, just yeah. an incredible event. Steve, we missed you. Yeah. We understand uh, that you just returned. You. We just you just returned from Israel, and the human body can just take yeah. so much. <laughs> That's the truth. But believe me, <laughs> I, I understand, and. Uh, and I, I met as many Christians and as many patriots as I possibly could. But I had a line in my speech where in which I said, I look forward to two things. One is the return of Jesus Christ. The other is the return of Tucker Carlson. Oh, wow. Yeah, and, so and, he, and he will be back. Uh, and he's told us that. Um, what we don't know is what legal encumbrances he has, what contract is still in place, what his ability uh, to appear on other platforms may or may not be. He's hinted at that uh, in two very powerful videos, which got millions and millions and millions of views. Uh, but uh, it remains to be seen what his next incarnation is. He's a young man. His greatest public impact, in my opinion, lies again. I mean, compared to him, I'm an old man. Uh, but I, I'm absolutely convinced uh, that the Lord is not finished with him. Totally. Just as I believe the Lord is not finished with me. So good, Roger. Let's talk about, I'm going, I'm looking at the notes we've made between us. Um, let's talk about President Trump and this whole sexual assault claims. Um, I mean, everyone knows that as, as long as they're wealthy people there are people that will go after their wealth and and status by falsely accusing about sex and this whole trial thing what what would you what what are some things you'd like to share about all of that situation i think so much of this is not known to the people first and foremost is the fact uh that they actually specifically changed new york state law so that this one particular case the statute of limitations of which would have run out long ago since this uh, since this alleged assault happened in the 90s, uh, although the woman who alleges it doesn't seem to be able to pinpoint the exact day, year, and time that it happened. Uh, secondarily, uh, the president's lawyers are not allowed to disclose to the jury uh, that the entire lawsuit is paid for by a man named Reed Hoffman, uh, who is uh, not only a leftist uh, Democrat mega donor, but also uh, a, a definitive 
associate of Jeffrey Epstein, visited his island, uh, owns LinkedIn, by the way, uh, but that's not allowed to be disclosed. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. Uh, the, the entire, even the decision, uh, which is a civil decision, which means Trump is held liable. That's not the same as guilty. Guilty is, can only be found in a criminal trial. The, the jury basically found uh, that Trump did sexually assault E. Jean Carroll, allegedly, did not rape uh, E. Jean Carroll, but was guilty of defamation because he denied raping her, which the jury held he did not. This doesn't even make sense. No. Uh, and then as the the president was, lawyers were also not able to show a truly bizarre interview with the plaintiff, Ms. Carroll, on CNN, where she said, well, most women find the concept of rape sexy. I heard that, and she is apparently was actually quoted as saying that. She said, she said, most women find it sexy. It's a fantasy. Well, I think her claims against the president are a fantasy. Uh, you should have seen Anderson Cooper. Boy, he was in a hurry to go to a break uh, as soon as she said that. Uh, but there she just blurts it right out. Again, Trump not allowed to produce that information. Uh, it is a, This is a miscarriage of justice, but people need to understand that it, it's, it's just the beginning. Sadly, it's just the beginning. Uh, President Trump uh, is, uh, I think, uh, is mustering greater political support and greater support in the country as a result of these attacks on him. Uh, yeah. it's, it's counterintuitive to what you would expect. Uh, more and more people are waking up. More and more people, I think, see uh, the uh, the ridiculousness of the charges brought against him in New York, where he is accused, think about this, of falsifying business records in 2017 to affect the outcome of an election in 2016. That, that's not even chronological. That's not possible, right? That's right. not even doable. And, and the prosecutor can't identify any underlying crime uh, in terms of these alleged financial transactions. And all of the witnesses in this case uh, are on the record under oath in other forums as having denied uh, that there were payoffs made to silence uh, this person making claims against the president. So this is what they call lawfare. Uh, my wife and I have experienced it. We are experiencing it. If they cannot destroy you, uh, you know, in some criminal proceeding, uh, and in Donald Trump's case, he, he's not out of the woods in that regard, not that he is guilty of any crime, right. uh, but you have a politically motivated special counsel uh, who is, uh, who is, seems uh, through this parade of people going to the grand jury, seems bent on trying to charge the president uh, with violation of some law, uh, hopefully not the 14th Amendment, uh, which would literally make him legally ineligible to run for president. Uh, and then, of course, there is the, uh, and that's in connection with January 6th, where I believe he committed no crime other than the uh, expression of his First yeah. Amendment rights and his free speech. Uh, and then, of course, you have this entire separate investigation into his handling and disposition uh, of uh, sensitive government documents, uh, where it appears that the infractions and the violations of Joe Biden are far, far worse. Uh, but I can already tell you, uh, Biden will not be held to the same standard. Uh, let me ask you about the, the whole, where the judges uh, are creating special circumstances where in, in some cases where you are gagged they get gag order the same thing for trump on both of you you've had gag orders or or they're not allowing certain things to come into the jury uh, that should be allowed to be said to the jury and i i don't know how careful or not careful you have to be in talking about this but to I, as a person that's detached and seeing it from afar 
it looked like the judges are in on the gig. They're all trying to destroy both you and President Trump in your various things. And do you, what can you say, or do you have to be so careful? Uh, at this point, I am uh, I am uh, free to talk, uh, but okay. for 18 months during the time uh, that my uh, that I was under attack for um, allegedly lying under oath before Congress in my voluntary testimony uh, regarding Russian collusion, which we now know definitively didn't happen. You can't lie about something that didn't happen. Uh, in my case, uh, the judge gagged me and every member of my family uh, and, and, and my supporters, whatever that means, uh, from any commentary in any public forum uh, regarding the trial or the charges against me or the motivation of the prosecutors. Uh, and uh, yes, it was unconstitutional. Uh, and yes, my lawyers appealed the constitutionality of it. Uh, and the DC Court uh, of Appeals sat on that motion for uh, almost nine months why I sustained daily damage from CNN and from MSNBC uh, and from New York Times and the Washington Post accusing me of being a, a Russian traitor. To this day, sadly, Steve, I can't go to the grocery store or the drugstore or a restaurant or, uh, uh, or through an airport uh, without being uh, at least verbally and sometimes physically assaulted by people uh, who call me a traitor to my country when no evidence whatsoever to that extent was ever produced by the government. The government never even claimed that. Uh, and uh, it, it, the left is, is one thing. They are resilient. It doesn't matter how any idea or claim or attack is completely disproven and debunked. Just wait a couple weeks uh, and they will come back and, and recycle it. Case in point. We learned last week from Elon Musk that all direct messages that were contained on Twitter were fully available to the intelligence agencies. That's an egregious violation of the Fourth Amendment. Well, was this across the board, Roger? They could get it to anyone's, anyone's, mine, yours, anyone's. Anyone, everyone's is a better way to put it. Well, this explains why in 2017, uh, a left-wing news outlet contacted me uh, and they had... Uh, an exchange uh, on Twitter direct messages uh, between myself and somebody claiming to be Guccifer 2.0. Oh, wow. I personally immediately publicly released all of that. Uh, it was not only innocuous in its content, uh, but it took place three months after WikiLeaks had already published all of the Democratic National Committee uh, and Hillary Clinton material. So despite the fact that this entity, Guccifer 2.0, who I don't believe the government can even prove is a Russian asset, in fact, I think if anything, he's more likely an asset of U.S. intelligence, uh, whether or not this entity, individual, whatever it is, was involved in hacking the DNC, uh, of which there is not much evidence, in fact, the contrary, uh, based on content, context, and timing, my messages with him are innocuous. They prove nothing whatsoever. Headline, Roger Stone was in touch with Russian intelligence. Then two years later, the FBI announces prior to my trial, we've discovered uh, this correspondence between Guccifer 2.0 and Roger Stone. Yes, they had because I had released it. Oh, my goodness. Earlier, really? And it was meaningless. It was immaterial. It contained no evidence of collaboration. Uh, or 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 cooperation it certainly didn't show that I had any role in obtaining this material, which had been published three months previous. Uh, but that that's very typical uh, of the way the media works. Uh, you saw it again uh, at the Reawaken America tour. Uh, this tour was by this tour event was by far by far the most successful that Clay Clark. Uh, and General Flynn have had oh, that's good. Wow. over 3,800 patriots and Christians. But if you read the local Miami area and national press, uh, this was a this was a, a gathering of neo Nazis, a gathering of white supremacists, a gathering of anti Semites, a gathering of QAnon followers. 
we are none of those things. I am particularly none of those things. My good friend, Bishop Leon Benjamin, who's an African-American from Richmond, Virginia, I think he'd be very surprised to hear himself described uh, as a white supremacist. Uh, but but name-calling uh, is, a, is a key tactic of the left. Uh, and while I'm not responsible for everything said by, you know, probably close to 70 speakers over a two-year period, most of whom I agree with pretty generally, uh, this whole guilt by association uh, in an attempt to label people falsely is ridiculous. No, Eric Trump is not an anti-Semite. In right. fact, Eric Trump has a brother-in-law and a sister who are Jewish. So uh, it's, it, it's the most vile form of smear, guilt by association smear. And just a final word, no, it is not a QAnon conference, whatever that means. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm responsible for what I say. And every speaker there, like General Flynn or Cash Patel or Steve, even when you spoke, we're responsible for what we say. Right. And only what we say. And that's not to denigrate anyone else who's on the program. Those who said vile and objectionable things were disinvited. I wanted to add, go back on this thing about the gag order too. What, Roger, what is the thinking when a judge tells either of you, you can't talk about this? What is the legal supposed reason for that? Are they trying to get you not to try your case in the court of public opinion, which you should have every right to do. In my case, the judge ruled that I had to be gagged uh, because uh, my public defense of myself on my relatively meager social media at the time, uh, or in those few news outlets that would be even willing to allow me to state my side of things, had the potential uh, to uh, poison the jury pool, to oh. the thinking of the jury pool. Well, the problem with that is, why then did the judge keep the gag order on me after the jury had been dismissed and after a verdict of guilty uh, had only uh, been reached uh, and kept it on me right up until the time that I was to be shipped uh, to a dank Georgia prison? Uh, it is only uh, by throwing myself on the mercy of the Lord. It is only by redeeming myself. Uh, it is only by confessing my sins and getting right with God uh, that I was able to avoid that. Uh, and uh, uh, and it is, uh, it is uh, really from time to time when I'm discouraged, when I'm disheartened, uh, when I'm weary from the fight, uh, I am uh, propped up by my good friend, uh, Robin Bullock, uh, who always says the same thing. Roger. Remember Deuteronomy 31.6, be strong and courageous, be not, be not afraid or terrified because of them, for the Lord your God goes with you, and he will never forsake you. Wow. I, I recite that every morning and every night, it seems, uh, and, and there, are, there are dark days. Oh, my uh, goodness, but, yeah. Uh, but I'm, I'm very grateful uh, to, uh, to Robin Bullock, just because he's always there for me. Uh, and in those moments when I'm discouraged or I'm disheartened or I feel beat down and I need to be reminded that God is in control and I need to be reminded that the Lord will lift us up, will not let us down. When I need to be reminded why I came back to the church, Robin Bullock has always been there. Yeah, yeah he's not only an amazing prophet, but an amazing man of God, just amazing friend, too. So I share your uh, love for Robin. Uh, hey, let's talk about, we have on our list to, to talk about hunt, the Hunter uh, Biden's uh, laptop, the lawyer's threats, and all the stuff that's going on. Uh, I mean, I'm looking at this thing, and it seems like this thing's getting ready to blow sky high, and yet it has seemed like that for months and months, and then nothing happens. Well, talk, talk about that whole scenario. Uh, first of all, let me say, everything I know about Hunter Biden's laptop and the contents therein I read in the New York Post. So um, I had no advance of note of this. No, I never had copies or, or any inside information. Uh, everything I know, I read in the New York Post or in Breitbart News. 
uh, both of whom have been courageous uh, in their coverage. I do a daily show at stonezone.live every day at five o'clock Eastern. Folks can tune in. Uh, and we talk about we talk about news. We talk about politics. We talk about history. We talk about faith. Uh, we talk about style. We talk about food. We, wow. we, we talk about pretty much anything folks want to talk about. I do a very popular segment called Ask Stone, in which I answer questions. Uh, and uh, it's become quite popular. But uh, when I discuss Hunter Biden's laptop, uh, I then get threatening letters from Hunter Biden's extraordinarily uh, expensive uh, attorneys uh, threatening me and saying that if I don't issue a public apology uh, by March 31st, um, that I will be sued, which means I can add them on to the 11 other lawsuits that my wife and I are currently facing because uh, mm. the, the, the side uh, effect, unfortunately, of my full presidential pardon, because I did nothing wrong, uh, is uh, the same kind of lawfare uh, that President Trump is being subjected to, uh, where I have yet, at this point, 11 groundless, baseless, unsubstantiated, but incredibly sensationalized lawsuits uh, against me uh, that are designed to grind you down, to cost you tens of thousands of dollars in legal fees, to drag your name through the mud. Now, there were once, I'm happy to say, 17 of these. Today, there are 11. Uh, uh, five of them have been settled. One of them is in the process of being settled. Yes, the Department of Justice and the IRS sued me over my 2006 taxes, 2006, not because I underreported income. I didn't. Not because I failed to disclose any asset. I didn't. Simply because I cannot pay. Simply because the entire two-year odyssey of the mother witch hunt uh, has bankrupted uh, my wife and I, or brought us to the brink of bankruptcy. Yeah. Uh, and then the tremendous cost uh, of uh, my wife's successful cancer treatments uh, have been another ongoing expense. Uh, and as there's a saying, you can't get blood out of a stone. Uh, and uh, that is exactly right. Now, I'm trying very hard to settle that matter. Uh, and in the other matters, we will be, we will be successful uh, and they will ultimately all be dismissed. Uh, and hopefully in some cases, uh, the courts will order those who have sued me uh, for frivolous things will be ordered to pay my legal expenses. But uh, that hasn't happened yet. Uh, so it is uh, the whole point of the gag uh, is to help destroy you uh, personally. Also, in all honesty, it's it's to make it more difficult for you to raise the money you need to wage the fight. 65,000 Americans, many, many, many of them viewers of Elijah's dreams, I'm happy to say, and I'm grateful to say, uh, have helped us at stonefamilyfund.com. Uh, it has been a godsend. We would, not, right there. We would not have survived to this day. Mm. Uh, and uh, just this letter demanding that I apologize and shut up about Hunter Biden's laptop is emblematic of what they seek. They just want me to quit the fight and the financial pressure they put on you, as well as dragging your name through the mud. A whole spate of stories last week saying, oh, now that the Proud Boys have been convicted, now the prosecutors can prove that, that Roger Stone was the key link between the Proud Boys and Donald Trump on January 6th. There's only one problem, Steve. That's not true. There's no evidence to support such a claim. In fact, any claim that I knew in advance about was involved in uh, or condoned any illegal action on January 6th or on any other date for that matter is categorically false. But that doesn't stop these low rent left wing websites from promulgating these lies. And that in turn feeds the violence uh, that I have to be wary of every single day. Think about Crazy. it. Yeah. Not being able to go out in any public forum 
without constantly looking over your shoulder. Uh, it's it's no way to live. Uh, but uh, thank God for the strength that the Lord gives me every single day. America is becoming an increasingly dangerous, dark place. Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com slash give and become a partner today. Uh, but I have faith. Yeah. That's why I do not have fear. You know, you didn't, and I, I don't know what the accusations were, but you didn't even go to the January 6th Correct. thing. What, what, what stopped you from attending... Um, you said something about it in the past. I can't remember what it said, but it was almost a little very, bit of a... Very, very clear. I was in the shower that morning. Uh, I laid out my clothes. I was getting ready to go to the Ellipse to hear the president's speech. I had never planned to march to the Capitol. Uh, and uh, yes, uh, people will make fun of this, but they can say whatever they want. I don't really care. The Lord came to me at that moment and told me not to leave the hotel. And I did not. Now, I know well, the media matters from America and the New York Times. They'll snicker about this. Oh, yeah, Roger Stone's a born-again Christian. Roger Stone's a believer in Christ. That's a, that's a head fake. That's a, that's a pose. That's Stone playing for sympathy. No, it's simply the truth. Yeah. Uh, I don't really care what they think, these snotty elites. I really don't care what they think. Yeah. I only care what he thinks. Yeah. Uh, only God knows what's in your heart. You can't fool God. You can't play games with 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 God. God knows. Uh, I've read the Kim Clement uh, prophecy. I became aware of it. Uh, actually, a fellow named Trey Smith uh, is the guy who made me first aware of it. I read it with interest. I subsequently uh, became friends with uh, Donna uh, Petruska, uh, Clement Petruska, who's appeared here on Elijah Streams. She, along with Robin Bullock, is one of the people who bucks me up uh, when I need it, who, who reminds me uh, that God is in my corner, or more importantly, that I need to be in God's corner. Uh, and uh, he has been very clear when he said, the nation will be saved in essence, the, the, the giant will be taken down uh, by a simple stone. Now, I, I want to be very clear because this is important. I'm not claiming to be a savior or a prophet uh, or, or, or anything special other than being a soldier in, in the army of God. Yeah. I, I'm not, I'm not, there's, I have no supernatural powers uh, and I, I don't know God's entire plan. God reveals his plan to you as he needs you to know it. But know this, I am prepared to do his will. Every day in which I'm working in American politics, every day in which I'm trying to do everything I can to restore Donald Trump to the White House, because I think he is a righteous man uh, and I think he is touched by the Lord. Um, I, I do that after prayer. I do that after seeking guidance when I have a difficult decision. And I have many. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I pray over it. Uh, and I know my old friends in the media, people that I knew uh, in the secular world, I know they snicker at this. Sure, I know they, yeah. they, think it's, they think it's funny or they think it's uh, some kind of affectation. And I'm telling you, it's not. Yes, yeah. I am a sinner, very definitely. Are we not all sinners? There is only one who is perfect. Uh, but I, I, and I have a lot to make up for and atone for. But here's the good news. If one asks the Lord for forgiveness... And one is sincere uh, in their in their in their ask, uh, and if one confesses that they know they've done wrong, you will be forgiven. Absolutely, you, Roger. And you know what? You you, you you know you've been on here three or four or five times. I can't, I don't know how many times, but each and every time, without me even trying to pull it out of you, you are not ashamed of the Lord. You are not ashamed of your Savior, and they can laugh because the things of this that are spiritually discerned are foolishness to those who are perishing. It says that in the word. So if they say, well, this is foolishness, well, that's okay. That's an indication that at least at this point you're perishing, but maybe you'll repent. They'll repent too. We, we would want all of them who think it's foolishness to repent themselves because one day they'll stand before the maker 
just like you and I will. We all will stand before him and give account for our lives, you know. Um, but but I, I talk about it not because I'm trying to aggrandize myself in any way. Sure. I talk about it because I want other people to know yeah. that whether their problem is alcoholism or drug addiction or family problems or relationship problems or financial problems or health problems, doesn't really matter what your problem is. If you will take your burden to the Lord, you will be lifted up. You will be assisted. God always hears your prayers. He always hears your cries. Uh, and and uh, this is why I, I bring it up. It's why I talk about it as often uh, as I can. Uh, when I get a request for any Christian-based podcast or radio show or, or, or webcast, I usually give those priority regardless of the size uh, of the audience, uh, because I think it is important to get God's good word out there. That's uh, so good. Things, thing, this is the only thing, candidly, particularly at this time, uh, that keeps me going. I mean, uh, I have been very honest about the fact that I believe that my wife survived stage four cancer only through the healing power of Jesus Christ. Yes, you have. You've been very vocal about that. But, but that doesn't mean that the, that the peptides that she must take, that the vitamin infusions that she must take, uh, that, the, that the FDA approved pharmaceutical drugs that are not prescribed for cancer, but which are effective against cancer, are not expensive. So, yes, I, I do call for help. I do ask people for help, uh, not, not because I'm a grifter, not because I'm trying to fatten my wallet. Yeah. Every month, every month is a struggle. But what they want me to do, Steve, is they want me to shut up. They want to shut me up and silence me. This is why Robin Bullock says to me, what you're supposed to do, Stone, is speak. What the Lord wants you to do is speak. That's speak good. everywhere you possibly can and tell people that what has happened in your own life uh, and what must happen to save the nation. And I, I'm going to continue to do that to the extent that people can help us at the Stone Family Fund. I'm eternally grateful. For those folks who can't afford to, just pray for us. In fact, your prayers are worth more than your dollars. They are. They're both important. StoneFamilyFund.com uh, because, you know, the... You know, there's a scripture that says the workman is worthy of his hire. Well, you're not working for a job, but you are a workman in the in the in the army of God, in the vineyard of God, as it were, and and you're worthy to be supported. And so, I would just want to really uh, strongly endorse that that those that want to help in these need in these needs. And th does this go to both legal and personal needs? Does is does that how, how would you describe it? Is, it? It, it is correct. So you could give to the Stone Defense Fund, uh, but those funds are very strictly legally reserved only for the lawyers. Whereas when you give to Stone Family Fund, um, yes, they can be used to pay the lawyers, but they can also be used to pay for groceries, yeah. pay for gasoline, which has become ridiculously expensive yeah. under Joe Biden, uh, to pay for health insurance. Our health insurance recently was just out of the blue, uh, inadvertently canceled without explanation. Uh, and it took a month of bureaucratic wrangling with the insurance company to try to understand why that happened. And by the time our health insurance got finally, thank you, Jesus, reinstated, well, then I had to come up with three months uh, of premiums. Uh, and I was short on doing that. I had to go out and raise the money. So uh, some people think that well, Roger Stone's always well-dressed, uh, and therefore he must have a lot of money. Uh, this jacket's 30 years old, to be honest with you. Uh, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and yeah you can't go by that. I remember back in the 80s when we were hurt, we had to have um, food stamps, and we, we didn't have the money. We went through a really hard time, but we, had, we were driving a relatively nice car that was all paid off. And so when 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 my wife went in to, to, to apply for this government help, which is more easy these days, but it was not that way back then, she says, well, you're driving a nicer car than than I am, and you you live in a nicer house. Well, you, once you have those things, they're there. You you have to have a roof over your head. But yeah, people don't look, don't look at the clothes because that doesn't tell you how the groceries are getting paid. You know, and I want to say this to the people that are watching, 
we went through, we've gone through a couple of those seasons in our life. And you know what we found out? That the people who were, who were putting groceries on our, on our doorstep when we needed it, they weren't the wealthy, necessarily the wealthy people. They were the poor people who understood what it's like to, to live hand to mouth. So if you're among the poor of this earth and you see this, you might be the ones that are helping Roger and his family stay alive. I'm just saying that um, it's sometimes the poor people that are doing the work. And this kind of thing. So. Here's what I found, and that is the Lord will provide. There have been yeah. times when, uh, in fact, one time just before I went on Elijah's streams, where I literally did not know um, how we would pay the rent and the insurance and the groceries uh, and my wife's uninsured medical expenses. I just didn't know where it was going to come from. And yeah. I about it every day. And then I went on Elijah's streams, uh, and so many of your followers were generous to us. Uh, that we made it to the end of the month. So good. So uh, in other words, my wife keeps saying, she says, don't wring your hands about it. Just pray. Stop wringing your hands and get down on your knees and pray. Uh, and I've done that. Uh, and so many Americans, so many Christians have come through for us. So good. Uh, now you have to put up on those uh, who attack us. A couple weeks ago, a couple weekends ago, I took my wife out for a very nice dinner at an expensive restaurant. The reason I was able to do so is a supporter, a friend, had sent us a gift certificate. Nice. Uh, but someone saw me in the restaurant and said, you're such a phony. You claim to be destitute. You tell people you're having financial problems, but here you are dining in one of the most expensive restaurants in town. They don't well, even know. They, they don't, don't even know. No, but that's how that's how hateful yeah. you know, people can be. Yeah, yeah, we need to stay out of that. You know, that's, you know, that Psalms 1, blesses the man who sits not in the council of the ungodly or the seat, seat of the scornful. There are people who have just decided to be scornful about you and about everything concerning you. And, and, and God's saying through the prophet David, you know, blessed are you when you don't sit in the seat of the scornful or the mocker. Um, if you don't do that, you, you'll be like the tree planted by the water where your your leaves uh, are green and they prosper in all the seasons so I, I like to throw that out once in a while to tell people don't get in that seat of the mocker or the seat of the scornful because it does not please the lord and uh you know you want things to go well with you and please him so i want to ask you one more maybe one more question on the um uh which which is the one oh um you you um retweeted a couple things and so i looked at what you retweeted because it's in in a sense you're saying i kind of agree with this i think so someone had i don't know the guy's name but he he um he had said and you retweeted that maybe the country would be better off to have a temporary default as a nation and then we could close about he said 800 useless military bases and I thought, do we have 800 military bases? What are your thoughts about that? You know, why did you retweet that? That is a retweet, I think, from Kim.com, okay. uh, who is uh, another enemy of the deep state. Uh, the level of waste uh, in our federal government, uh, the $170 billion we have shipped f to oh. Ukraine, uh, so much of which is being stolen, uh, the fact that we do have 800 bases. By the way, I don't think we should close every base we have yeah. in the world. Some of them are strategically located and quite necessary. Others are not. But the level of waste uh, and the printing press money, I mean, where's the $170 billion that we've shipped to Ukraine? What budget line does that come from? Or do we just, do we just print that money and send it? Uh, and why... Would the U.S. Senate vote against an amendment by Senator Rand Paul to take an inspector general and appoint him to keep track of where the money's going? Why would any senator not want to know where the money is going? So uh, that was uh, the reason. I well, you know, and that's probably that's a $64,000 question, probably because it's not going where people think it's going. It would be my uh, assumption that it's not all going for weapons to Ukraine. It's going back into the hands of the deep state. In some cases, it's circling back into the, I'm sorry, but the Democratic Party. But I don't know what you're willing to say, but that's what I think is happening to it. I think that's a high probability. If not, by the way, I think it could be bipartisan. I don't want to be, 
I don't want to sound like some kind of blind Republican. Okay, so you're saying it might be going back to both parties. Uh, I think that's highly likely. Look, I think the country is, is being destroyed at the leadership level, at the elite level, by a two-party duopoly. These people hate Donald Trump. He's their worst nightmare. Uh, he, he, his nomination and domination of the Republican Party uh, was the hostile takeover of the country club party of the Bushes, which is clearly the party of the new world order uh, and the global elite. So the real battle in Washington uh, is not between Republicans and Democrats, and it's not between liberals and conservatives. Uh, it's between dark and light. It's yeah. between good and evil. It's between the godly and the godless. It's between the nationalists. I define that as those who put America first and love their country uh, and the globalists who really are for one world government, yeah. uh, universal digital money system uh, and so on. Now, I'm not a fiscal expert, uh, but they're just on the when it comes to this government default, they're just kicking the can down the road. We're going to we're going to confront these exact same fiscal issues a year from now and two years from now and three years from now. If we have a country at that point. Yeah. And with this onslaught at our southern border, who knows if we're even going to have a country? Uh, it, it just it vexes me yeah. to see the televised footage uh, and the coverage in, on Fox and The New York Post, a couple other places of these people storming uh, our border and then read in the front page of The Washington Post Sunday that there's nothing going on at the border. There's no crisis. There, there's there's not an upsurge in the number of illegal crossings, none of which, of course, is true. And then the government puts out a formal statement saying the border is secure. It's it's surreal. It it's, is surreal. It, it, it's, and I, you know, I'd like to know what that uh, Mayorkas is his name. I'd like to know what he's on most of the time, because he'll without it, with a straight face, he'll tell you everything's under control and including now they're now they're kicking homeless vets out of the hotels that they've been allowed to stay in so that they can bring in illegal uh, immigrants. That's just wrong. And that was thrown out to them. And Mayorka said, no, we planned on this for a long time. What do you mean you planned on this run on the country? As I, I, I feel like you, <laughs> I think there is no language. There's no words that can express adequately my consternation about what are they doing to this country? And like Trump can't come back soon enough. Um, I know we all feel that way, it just somehow, sooner. Well, these are very dark times, but yeah. the, the Bible told us this would come. The yeah. Bible told us there would be troubled times. Yeah. The, the Bible told us there would be dark before the light. Uh, and therefore, I remain optimistic that America's greatest days lie ahead. Good, Roger, and, good. And I'm prepared to do my part in that, whatever the Lord shall decide that will be. Uh, despite their very best efforts, which are ongoing, to destroy me, I will not be destroyed because I believe honestly that my life was spared for this moment. My yes. life was spared for this fight. Uh, and yes, it is a monthly and daily struggle, uh, but I am sustained by my belief. And if you told me 15 years ago that I would feel this way, I, I would never have believed it. Mm. I never would have believed it. Uh, but you replace fear with faith yeah you do and it takes it takes a lot of prayer when you see all the the evil things going on around you the surge in crime the surge in in a, uh, in a drug epidemic uh the uh, the the teaching uh, of of uh, some of the most vile uh, racist and sex ideologies uh in the public schools look i'm a libertarian i've always kind of believed that what consenting adults do in the privacy in their own home was really between them and God and their own business. Uh, but when you start using it to proselytize uh, and then physically maim children, it's, it's a bridge too it's, far. It's horrible, horrible, horrible. Well, Roger Stone, God bless you. I, you know, I see you as both a hero uh, as a patriot. You're a brother in the Lord. You're a friend. And I appreciate you very much. Um, Thanks so much for coming on. Um, a, a quick reminder, everybody, that Kim Robinson will be with us tomorrow, so don't miss that. Roger, give our love to your wife. Uh, I'm, I'm so glad to hear that her healing has stayed and continued, and 
We'll keep her in prayer. One last time, Stone Family Fund. Is it dot com? StoneFamilyFund.com. Please help uh, Roger in this. This is a favor to me. I would appreciate that very much. Thanks a lot, Roger. We'll see you all again tomorrow. Have a great day, everybody. God bless This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.